Historically and today, our country has been overrun by those with money and power, giving little voice to the everyday American. We're here to change that. Welcome to All Rise, the Libertarian Way with retired Judge Jim Gray. Each week, our program addresses the problems we are facing in our country, as well as thought-provoking and effective libertarian solutions. This could change the way you see opportunities in your life and your children's lives as well. Now, here is Judge Jim Gray. Hello and welcome once again wherever you are in our great country or around the world. This is Judge Jim Gray as threatened here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Happy to be with you. In fact, excited to be with you and and people all around the world pay a a voice and pay a listen. So that's good too. Uh, This is All Rise, the Libertarian Way with Judge Jim Gray. And we have a a special guest today, a little bit different. We're not talking about politics. We're talking with Steve Lawless, who is a man who is a friend of mine. He actually helped me as a partner write my second musical, which is called Convention, The Birth of America. Gifted man, really Plays, the, plays a wonderful piano, is an entertainer. I met him because I was up at Lake Arrowhead in California, and he was entertaining at the Royal Oaks, played the piano, sang all kinds of different songs, fun songs, and we're going to hear some. No, I understand the quality of the uh, transcription will not be particularly good or the broadcast, but you'll get the idea. But welcome, Steve Lawless. Nice to have you with us here on All Rise, and uh, tell us a little bit about your background, if you would. Welcome. Thank you, Jim. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. How many years ago was that, Jim? I'm guessing five. Uh, uh, I'd say more like eight or ten, but time All right, flies. well, time flies, you know, and uh, so anyway. But, um, yeah, I remember our the day we met very well. It's one of the standout uh, uh, moments in my life, really, because, can I just tell a short, I'll try to make it a very short story about... Uh, uh, a little bit of a backstory there. Please. Uh, is that all right, Jim? Please. Yes, okay. Um, yeah, I, I knew of you uh, many years before I met you. And when I was actually meeting you, I didn't know I was meeting you. And uh, so uh, what it was is uh, many years uh, ago, uh, I think it was in the early 90s, maybe late 80s, something like that. I read, happened to read an article in the Los Angeles Times about this guy, uh, Judge Jim Gray, who uh, stood on the courthouse steps down in Orange County and had a, 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 a press conference there to basically say, you know, I'm a judge. Uh, I have to, you know, obey and, and, and enforce law, but I don't have to like it or it was something of that nature. And, um, and I'm here to say that there, there are some laws I'm being asked to enforce that I, I don't. And, and mostly had with, to do with the enforcing of the laws uh, <clears throat> that were enforced for the drug war. And um, I, I happen to be very much in tune with uh, your ideas on that at that time. And so the article that I was reading in the Times just made me go, oh, man, there's a, there's a guy in Orange County of all places that is uh, not in favor of uh, fighting this drug war the way that it is being fought. And um, I might, I'll just add one little other uh, little bit to that, that I, I came of that opinion because I listened also on the radio to a guy by the name of Dr. Dean Odell, uh, Edel, and he was um, um, dispensing medical advice, but uh, from time to time he would 
uh, voice his opinions about one thing or another, and he was articulate enough about things that I uh, was really uh, bought into his ideas about that. So I was predisposed to to like the this guy, Jim Gray, who I never even thought I would meet. And then, oh, uh, what, how many years later it was, you were in the restaurant, and I was playing the piano, and it was a very slow night, and um, softly I could hear a voice singing almost every song I played, didn't matter from what era or genre or anything like that, and not only that, this person sitting over there uh, knew, seemed to know the words to all the songs, and, and I thought, how can this be? So uh, finally, uh, I went over and just introduced myself, and we chatted for a little bit, and and uh, he, he you know, we shake hands, and uh, yeah, I'm Jim, I'm Jim Gray, and uh, and then we talked a little further, and somewhere along the line, he said he was referring to his own name in the third person, somebody, some quoting somebody that had said something about him, and they said he said Judge Gray. And I went into a trance just about because I was I suddenly realized is and I said, "Are you the?" And before I even got the question asked, Jim said, "Yep." And uh, so uh, uh, I said, and and he kind of gave me a poker face look because I don't I don't think he knew how I might react to that. So, but my reaction was, "Well, may I have the honor of shaking your hand?" And so. That was the beginning of a of a long friendship that continues to this moment. And um, well, so there, Jim. Did I answer the question you asked? Yeah. I can't even. <laughs> you asked. You asked about five or six additional questions, but but yes. Yeah. Never yeah. do I remember on All Rise have I been proved not to be right so quickly as your answer, because <laughs> I introduced you as saying we're not going to get into politics, and immediately we got into politics. So. Well, it was so that one thing. That. I mean, I yeah, I guess we did, didn't we? Anyway, then uh, after I met you, I I read your book, which I was uh, um, just completely agreed with. And uh, I, I have a libertarian streak in me. I actually was a registered libertarian back in the, I think it was the seventies, eighties, something like that. And and uh, uh, so I was there early on. Well, um, I, if I remember correctly, Steve, uh, you came over to our condominium sh- soon thereafter. We have a keyboard, and we sang a few songs, if I remember correctly. Yes. And you well, sang Well, we did, me. and... Well, uh, yes. well, well, uh, we'll get ahead of this feet. a little bit, but, uh, you know, what what yeah. type of entertaining do you like the most? Because you are an entertainer. Uh, you also teach piano and the rest, but but uh, you have gotten involved in a lot of entertaining. What What entertaining do you like the most and what type do you think works the best for you well let's just say that i grew up uh, i had a few lessons when i was a kid and then basically very quickly learned more and more to play music by ear and uh so that is the way that i play and and uh love it that i can do that and and uh but not, but I, I tend to play songs in a very straightforward manner. People uh, think because I play in restaurants and bars, I must be a jazz pianist, and that really is not true. I, I play the song uh, with uh, pretty much straightforward chords uh, and and in a very predictable uh, kind of manner. But people, a lot of people, some some maybe not, but a lot of people seem to enjoy it that way because the song resembles the song the way that they heard it on the radio. I grew up in the 50s and the 60s, so if I play, uh, I don't know, uh, 
Moon River or something like that, it's going to sound, you're going to really know that's Moon River when you hear it. And not only that, I have always enjoyed playing in such a way that it, it, it makes people feel compelled to want to sing along. And I know that a lot of entertainers don't like that, but I love it. It is what I kind of live for, to have a room full of people spontaneously find themselves singing together. Um, and um, uh, so that's really <clears throat> what I, uh, I guess that describes it. I'm a straightforward pianist and, and uh, love to have a room full of people singing along. Well, you were you were in your element, as I understand it, on one occasion where you were hired by a cruise line for I'm not sure how long uh, to entertain, and it would be yeah. you know, it weren't a whole band, you didn't have to do any dancing, but I bet that that you really really fit into that quite well. Did that work? I'm assuming it it, it was one of the best things I ever that ever happened. Um, I will just tell uh, this this Royal Oak restaurant you're talking about. Um, is is really quite a place, or was? It's closed now, but um, um, it, it, all kinds of people come in, and people always said it was like Cheers with a piano uh, player. And among the people that came in are, you know, some really well. There's people like Judge Jim Jim Gray, for instance. But there's also a gentleman came in <coughs> several occasions with a, usually a little group of people, and um, he'd been a very nice gentleman from England. And uh, I just uh, didn't know his name or anything, but he was he was always very, very nice. And uh, one day he asked if I would accompany a singer. I said, sure, if, if I know the song. And so um, so I, he asked, do you, do you know the song, All the Things You Are? And so I, I said, yeah. And, and so we started to do it. And within three notes of his starting to sing that song, the room utterly froze. He he was uh, that good, and no microphone or anything like that. And uh, I saw people sitting with the forks halfway to their mouth, and they stayed there for three minutes while he sang that song. And anyway, um, he uh, he was wonderful. And then uh, he came back a number of times after that, and there were some sing-alongs, that kind of thing. One day he said, you know, you'd be really good on a cruise ship. And I said, I probably would love that, but I, I have no idea how to make that happen. And I'm, I'm the world's worst person at self-promoting. And uh, he said, well, I might be able to help you out a little bit. And um, so I got a call a few days later from the entertainment director of Princess Cruises. Turns out this guy, it was a guy by the name of Ray Kaluri, and he is the, uh, or was at least at that time, the senior vice president of Princess Cruises in charge of all the ships and so forth. So anyway, I wound up on a ship, two, two round trips to Hawaii, uh, consecutive round trips to Hawaii and back. So we were all on the ship for, with each other for about two weeks. And um, I didn't know how it was going to go. I didn't quite understand what I was supposed to do, but I was playing in a room where the uh, it's open to the people passing by from on, on uh, from the what do they say, the bow to the stern of the ship. Um, and uh, so I was playing along, and we've got people singing along. And then people were kind of walking by, were going, oh, this, you know, whatever they were thinking. But they st- st- stood at the railing and looked over at us, and pretty soon there were more and more of them, and they joined us in the singing. And I don't know how many people. I would gather there was about 150 people, um, and they wound up there every night uh, on both cruises, uh, singing along all night long, and um, 
It well, was just the, we're going to have you. The, we're going to have you start to prove that. But uh, uh, you are the angel glow that writes the sun. The dearest things oh I know are what you are. Someday my happy arms will hold you, and someday I know that moment divine when all the things you are are mine. So I know that. Jim, you're really quick on the internet. There, you pulled up those lyrics real, yeah. uh, real quick. Yeah, bet. No, um, not only that, but the. Tour I, I know that that is not true. I know you were you just know those words that that is uh, that kind of proves what I was saying at the beginning of the conversation that you knew almost every song um and so forth and so on Good for not you, only folks. that okay. you were in the right key <laughs> or you played the right key. At any rate, it's fun. You know, we've had a lot of great deal of fun together, and we're going to go through some of this. But, but uh, okay, I'd say put your money where your mouth is, but uh, put your money where your piano is, Steve Lawless. Uh, give us a sample of one of your songs that's worked the best, and you can sing along with it. We'll take two or three minutes, and, and let's just hear Steve Lawless perform just like he did on the Princess Cruise. What do well, you um... Yeah, Jim. Um, I I'm not sure. Do you, do you want me to do one of the songs that I have written, or or just a song um, uh, that everybody knows? That, well, we were going to get to that too, but do one that you have written because you've written some wonderful. That you call them originally children's songs, but there's a great deal of substance to them. So we can jump to that. Sure, let's go and and play us a song that you have written and sing it along, so we can hear Steve Lawless perform. All right, Jim. I'm I'm going to do that. This is um, this. I people in my life knew that I was going to be doing this interview with you, and they they almost universally asked me if I would do this one song. It's called "One Child at a Time," and um, it is. Uh, we need to understand here that you have an way beyond middle-aged man here singing this song, and that is not the proper guy to be singing it. It should be a little children's choir of some kind. I envision third graders, something around that age, maybe 30 of them singing this song. Okay? And uh, here we go. As we gaze out from our window here to the sights and sounds below, we can see a world of beauty that not every child knows. We can see to a horizon, perhaps a hundred miles away. And beyond the distant mountains, there's a world to which we say, we're America's kids. Who are you? Do you laugh and play? Hey, we do too. When you skin your knee, do you cry? So do I. So do I. With our pens, we reach across the world to our pals from many lands. We are tied to you, though far apart from one another, we may stand. So we care about your shelter and your air and water, too. As we share our time upon this earth with you, we're America's kids. Who are you? Is your homework hard? Yeah, ours is too. 
you think that people should be free? So do we. So do we. And as our country's flag above us now shows as it's unfurled, we can make a difference. Yes, we can change the world. At times it seems impossible, too steep, too high to climb. But as America's kids, we'll help to change the world. One child at a time. Steve Lawless, bravo. Bravo. I know Thank I speak you. for everyone in the sound of your voice and your piano. That's wonderful. No, I've not heard that one before, and your fans are right. Thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, Thank so you, we're going to have you do a few more of those, particularly the ones that, that you have written. But uh, I understand, of course, we're in this coronavirus, the COVID-19 and the rest. Uh, you play, and that's, of course, been curtailed. Uh, you give piano lessons. I assume that you've been able to continue to do that, but how much of this coronavirus epidemic had uh, as an effect on your life? Well, really quite a lot, because I, uh, uh, prior to the, the, the virus hitting us all, I played uh, three nights a week in restaurants, and then uh, during the daytime, I went around to these senior assisted living, Alzheimer's units, uh, some uh, uh, skilled nursing in various places where uh, seniors live, and uh, uh, and you know made music with them uh, uh, and um, uh, got them singing along and and all of that sort of thing uh, during the daytime, and I did did that at least two or three of those usually a day. So all of a sudden, uh, obviously those places uh, you can't even go into anymore at all. And uh, the restaurants, the same thing. So suddenly I found myself mostly out of work. But I do teach piano. I teach about playing by ear. A lot of people say, well, you, you can't teach that, can you? It's something you're just born with. And they tend to think of it in terms of black and white. And I do think there are people that have some genetic factor uh, that makes them very strong at it, and, and other people may not so much. However, uh, almost everybody can go a, a ways down that path to the point where you can have some fun uh, at a piano and not have to just be in, enslaved by the, uh, the music and have to just parrot back everything you see there. Uh, so I teach that. And um, um, I had about a half a dozen students and they were all within driving distance. I go to people's homes to do this. But all of a sudden, uh, you know, I, I needed more work. And so um, I began teaching this over the telephone, including to a lot of my local students, because, you know, even going to people's homes privately, they some people don't want you in their home. They don't know where you've been. And the um, same thing really? with me. I, over I'm the 77. Phone? How do you teach yes. piano play by ear over the phone? Tell us, I'm enthralled. Well, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I can hear what they're playing on, on the other end of the line, and I can, I'm able to tell every note and every chord that they're playing. So it's just as if I was sitting there watching them. The one thing that I can't do just over the phone 
is uh, to see what fingering they're using on, you know, certain places and so forth. But I can usually ask and say, well, what finger are you using there? And if they, I have suggestions for, you know, certain kinds of fingering, we can talk about that. Um, and even, uh, you know, they, we do have now visual that we can see with, uh, what is it, uh, Zoom and Skype and FaceTime and things like that. Uh, but I find that, you know, less than 10% of the time is it necessary or even really desirable to have that going on. Um, so most of the, mostly it's just, just listening. And um, well, so I'm, I'm building up my student base. And the other thing that's nice about it, I no longer have to worry about where they are. And so I now find myself with students up in the San Francisco Bay Area. I have one up in Seattle. Uh, a couple, a little family signed up in Lake Tahoe. I need to get off the West Coast. So if you know anybody in Australia or, or England or any place they speak English, why I'm, I'm happy to be their guy. Well, that, that's fantastic. So if somebody would like to learn to play piano by ear with Steve Lawless over the phone, how would they be able to contact you, Mr. Lawless? Well, let's see. Um, I, I'll, I'll give an email address here. It is um, Stephen Dews, S-T-E-V-E-N, just like my name with a V, and then the letter D as in dog, and letter O, and then another letter O, and then the letter Z as in zebra. And this is on and on AOL.com, which I am told proves that I'm an old guy, because that's what people tell me, you know, when I tell them AOL, oh, really, you're still with that, huh? Well, yeah, well, I'm doing fine with it, so. So it's Stephen you know, Dews. If broke, don't change it. Stephen, <laughs> that? Stephen with yeah, a V, ahead. Stephen Dews at AOL.com. So maybe Steve, Stephen with a Stephen with a V as in Victor. Gotcha. Okay. Well, yeah, okay. that's terrific. I was, okay. That, that's a wonderful thing. But I, I want to. I'm going to get more bang for our buck here because I know you started <laughs> out writing children's songs, and but this one that you just played for us, one child at a time. It's kind of a children's song, but there's a message there. Uh, and you also had a song. I'm going to ask you to to play and sing for us now before we get into our break. Uh, the Big Birth. I loved that song. Could you treat us with that one, The Big Birth, Steve Lawless? Well, I will. Um, okay. Um, I, um, there, is a, there is a slight chance that um, I may stumble on the lyrics, uh, um, but I'll do my best here. Um, so basically, this is a song about, um, well, people talk about the Big Bang and the beginning, you know, beginning, beginning of, the, of the universe, and uh, that is way over my head. But one thing I kind of can understand must have happened because they say that uh, uh, the genetic code uh, shows that we all came from a single um, being um, uh, billions of years ago, and um, so uh, and it uh, that that must have happened somewhere and sometime. And so this is a song about that moment and how kind of sad it is. There was nobody there to. To witness and, and kind of go, yay, it, it happened. So um, anyway, it goes um, like this. Once upon a somewhere, once upon a time, though there was no one there to see events unwind, 
no one there to witness that ancient primal squirm. No one there with litmus to document, confirm. Wonder how it happened, where and how and when. But like when fingers snap, it must have happened there and then. Before it was only chemistry, as molecules arrived. Oh, to see telemetry of when they came alive. That instant of inception of life upon this earth, that first moment of conception, some call it the big birth. Maybe such an instant is common, but the plus is that in this one instant, the instant led to us. And as this pretty planet once each day revolved, though no one may have planned it, the life thereon evolved, with but trial and with error to grope along its way, ecstasy and terror to punctuate each day. Among evolving features, consciousness emerged one day, a a conscious creature felt a gentle urge to ponder how it happened, where and how and when, and knew it must have tapped in somewhere there and then. Perhaps it all resembled the launching of a ship, but no multitude assembled to wish it a good trip. No, there wasn't anyone there to see events unwind. Once upon that somewhere, once upon that time, well, Steve, thank you for sharing that. That's that's just wonderful, and you 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 hit so many nails on there. Ecstasy and terror. Uh, no one was there to applaud. Ladies and gentlemen, you're hearing a real genius from my standpoint. Really a solid quality fellow. We're going to call this, by the way, this segment of this interview, Steve Lawless in tune. And that's exactly where you are. We'll come back after this break and hear a little bit more from this wonderful man, this wonderful entertainer, wonderful friend who just is at the top of his game from my standpoint. So stick with us. We'll come back after these messages with Steve Lawless in tune. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Libertarian Party is the third largest political party in the United States, and it's more successful than ever. We don't just talk the talk of individual liberty and free markets. We also walk the walk. Libertarian Party candidates are getting elected to office across the United States, and we are making a difference. 
the Libertarian Party, is also the only third party that routinely has ballot access in every state. Our achievements and influence grow every year, and you can be part of that success. You can register as a Libertarian Party voter in your state to help us achieve easier ballot access. You can also visit lp.org today to become a member of the Libertarian Party, no matter which party you register with. Join the Libertarian Party today at lp.org. Together, we can move mountains. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com We are Americans You are listening to All Rise, The Libertarian Way with retired Judge Jim Gray. To find out more about Judge Gray, visit JudgeJimGray.com. That's JudgeJimGray.com. Now, back to All Rise. Well, welcome back. You heard those those messages. And again, maybe the sound quality is not up to professional standards to have Steve Lawless uh, play his play his piano for us and sing, but I think it's just wonderful. I really enjoyed your one child at a time, Steve. Certainly also enjoyed The Big Birth. These are your songs, and thank you for sharing them with us. Before we come back, and I'm going to ask you to uh, do another one, why not? Let's go for a threesome. But uh, my wife has asked me to get a little bit humorous, at least intentionally humorous, and I'm into lexophiles, which is kind of play on words. So I'll ask Steve, and, and there's the obligatory chuckle, of course, when I tell these things, but did you hear about the fellow who's in entire left side was cut off he's all right now <laughs> oh, oh well hey, Jim, okay. i didn't have to force that that was uh, good okay all right so uh, uh along similar lines steve did you hear about the guy that fell into upholstery machine now he's fully recovered <laughs> oh well you get what okay you pay for, I, but... <laughs> yeah we I gotta have some fun here steve and and we have been before we go on uh I've received numbers of requests from our listeners. You've played two of your songs. I'm going to ask you to play one more for us, if you would, and and sing it. Uh, The one I would request is We Owe You Supernova. This is just a typical Steve Lawless song where it it has a great deal of insight, but also could be considered to be a a children's song or something that's straightforward. So, Steve, uh, let's make it the the trifecta here. Would you play for us your song, We Owe You Supernova, please? I I sure will, Jim. And just for anybody who doesn't uh, know this, uh, most of the atoms uh, or the heavier atoms in our bodies um, are... um, were, were originally formed in uh, stars that uh, from long ago that blew up and scattered their material out into the uh, cosmos, and then that uh, collapsed and, and, and fell to the earth and, and became uh, the actual atoms in our bodies. So Carl Sagan used to talk about we are made of star stuff, and uh, that is literally true. Um, okay, this song is about that. I hope I can remember the words, and let's just see what happens. All of the atoms that make up a you, and all of the atoms of me, have been flown here from Boston, or hauled here from Austin, and gathered affectionately. And just for a moment, they huddled together, embraced in our covalent bond. And then, like a guy with a wandering eye, they depart to hook up with some blonde. 
All of the atoms that make up a me and all of the atoms of you. Now uh, all of the atoms of you arrive in the air that we breathe and of course arrive in the food that we chew. Yes, from farms and from fields and the crops that they yield and winds that blow in from afar. But these atoms of us started out within dust that blew out from the core of a star. And so we owe you supernova. Ah, but we don't recall your name. You overloaded and then exploded. Ah, but we thank you just the same. I'd not have grown up had you not blown up in that epic so long ago. Had you not scattered all your matter in a cosmic afterglow. For eons they drifted, these atoms of you, along with these atoms of me. Floating in space, they came to a place with a little bit more gravity. And as they collapsed and collided and merged into atoms of new planets and stars, a few of them fell to the earth to become someday a few atoms of ours. And so we owe you supernova, so we don't recall your name. You overloaded and then exploded. Uh, but we thank you just the same. I'd not have grown up had you not blown up in that epic so long ago. Had you not scattered all your matter in a cosmic afterglow. If all of the atoms that make up a you and all of the atoms of me could tell of their travels that brought us to here, Oh, what a tale it would be. So now I assemble my atoms to say to those atoms assembled as you. I treasure this moment we're sharing right now to do as our atoms will do. And so I owe ya supernova. But I don't recall your name. You overloaded and then exploded. So I thank you just the same. I'd not have grown up had you not grown up in that epic so long ago. Had you not scattered all your matter in a cosmic Oh, Steve, that's marvelous. Thank you. Thank you. Again, I can see all of our audiences, a standing ovation here. I can see some in New Zealand <laughs> that are going to contact Stephen Dews at AOL.com to do a little bit of play-by-ear piano lessons. But that's just great. You know, we're, you are exemplifying libertarian values, creativity, being able to to apply to various uh, changes like it happened with the coronavirus you just you're just a wonderful man you are who you are you're you're doing your own thing and it's got to feel really good dean dr dean adell would be proud of you 
Well, thank you. I, uh, I'm having a very, very nice uh, life uh, making music. It's uh, well, there's it is. It, it's just the best. It, it's got to be a means of communication. That just seeing the faces of people singing along with you and just enjoying, just kind of literally putting their feet up and just having a good time. It's just got to be feeling really good to be responsible for that. But I, I, I know, and also I thank you. You know, of course, I was running for vice president as a libertarian. So you asked how long we've known each other. That was back in 2012. So that's at least eight years. And we knew each other quite a bit before that. But you wrote a song called In a Johnson Gray Administration. Of course, I was running with Governor Gary Johnson from New Mexico. So I don't remember the lyrics. And I, I pulling this on you as a surprise, but uh, it was something like, and maybe you can sing it with me, uh, in a Johnson Gray administration, there was time for point of view that once it, in a Johnson Gray administration, the owner of your life will once again be you, you know, something oh, like that. Oh, yes, I remember that, that was, line. Uh, I, I'm, I'm struggling to remember the lyrics. Um, I in a Johnson Gray administration, Oh man, that's not, da, da, we got through da, it. But at any rate, that's all yeah, right. Yeah, that's I, the but, feel of the song. I uh, the 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 reason it, it came into being was I I went down to um, when you uh, announced your candidacy, you did it down at the museum. What's the name of that museum in Orange County? Um, that was the Bowers Museum. The, yeah, the Bowers Museum. Yeah. And I was just standing out there listening to you talk, and you gave a little talk with everybody. And, you, and a little phrase that you kept coming up with was, well, in a Johnson Gray administration, this is going to happen, that, and so forth and so on. And you repeated that phrase a number of times. I got my car and started driving home, and that phrase was just in my head, and all of a sudden this tune was in my head, and a couple of rhyme lines were in my head. So I pulled off the freeway um, and uh, jotted them down and got back on the freeway, and then uh, went another mile or two, and the more more words came. And by the time I got home, the whole song was written, uh, one off ramp at a time. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, and uh, anyway, just, Jim, yeah, you have a gift. You have a gift. Well, thank, thank you, you for sharing it with me. Thank you for sharing it with us. So last time we were together, if I remember correctly, uh, you were talking about being a real big fan of Elon Musk, who certainly has oh, yeah. done some creative things. In fact, I was yeah. a discovery referee on a case uh, between SpaceX and Broadcom, and the whole issue was trade secret infringement. And so one side had to define what the trade secrets were. And we're dealing, you know, with SpaceX and space travel and the rest. And so finally yeah. they defined it. And I read it and I looked at him and said, well, your secret is safe with me. I don't understand any of this. But but you are a fan <laughs> of Elon Musk and you've written a song about his various enterprises. Could I prevail upon you to uh, to educate us with that song about Elon Musk? What's the name of it and what's it about? Well, it's called Following Elon's Dream. And, um, you know, he's done a lot of things, uh, but um, there's uh, three of them deal directly with transportation. And uh, the, obviously SpaceX is flying above the ground and Tesla cars are on the ground. And then the, uh, he has the Boring Company. I don't know if a lot of people have not heard about that yet, but uh, that is for digging tunnels underground. And uh, I see great promise for all of these. And um, so I, I wrote this little song called um, uh, Following Elon's Dream, and let's see if I can do it here. It goes, uh, Elon Musk is building us a better boring machine. 
So now we'll funnel into tunnels all that traffic that's been destroying our souls, but, de- de- but deployed below, silently beneath the scene. They burrow here, there, and everywhere, following Elon's dream. Following Elon's dream. So that's under the ground. On the ground we have Elon Musk is building us a better driving machine. Daily gliding, safely driving, all electrically. So, no more passing, greenhouse gassing, fossilized gasoline. Global warming, heeding the warning, following Elon's dream. Following Elon's dream. Falcons flying, Tesla's driving, line storms diving under. Quite disruptive, Elon Musk is cause he dares to wonder. All the while, mile after mile, solar cells deployed. And so, of course, the new workforce now gets to be employed. Windmills in motion, all those photons packed in batteries. Power walls emerge from sprawling gigafactories. Uh, Form a group for Hyperloop, another for AI. Uh, Balance all that talent, then to punch us through the sky. So now Elon Musk is building us a better flying machine. Off to Mars and then the stars, another Elon's theme. All those planets, while they're at it, um, saving all humanity. From extinction, with distinction, following Elon's dream. Following Elon's dream. <laughs> uh, you're a creative fellow, Steve. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for that. Up above the earth, below the earth, and under the earth, or on the earth. Good, good for you. Yeah. Well, so you have done me the favor, and it's one of the most exciting things I've ever been involved with. That you, along with another partner of ours, Joel Henry Stein, have written a musical we call Convention: The Birth of America. Of course, about the United States Constitutional Convention, 1787. And I, I think really, it's I'm a biased person, but I think it's perfectly suited for today's world in just lots of ways. So what? Tell us a little bit about your, your thoughts about convention, which we've not gotten to be staged yet, and I'm still trying to get that done. Actually working with the lady at the National Convention Center, it's in Philadelphia on the same quad as the Independence Hall, and I think that would be a perfect place to do it, but the coronavirus has kind of stopped us on that. But tell me about your thoughts about convention and uh, creating it and uh, the rest, and, and do you think there's a market for it today, Steve Lawless? Well, I would think so. If ever there was going to be, it, it is now. And I uh, I know that many people are spending a lot more time and energy and focus on uh, the rule of law and uh, how important that is. And uh, as a result of that, they're, they're, they're paying more attention to how this all happened. I got a little head start on it because you... Um, you in, invited me into this project, and I thought, well, I've, if I'm going to do anything about 
the Constitutional Convention. I, I need to learn a few things. So you actually handed me a book, which was very, very educational. I remember books like that uh, back when I was in grade school, high school, and so forth. Uh, they were, well, they literally were over my head, um, and I did not understand it. And I think it takes a lot of life experience before one gets to realize just how important um, our, governance, our governance is and how we have to participate in it and be aware of it and, and, um, and uh, understand uh, uh, it. And um, so I learned uh, uh, an awful lot from uh, the creation of this um, of this musical, and then as times have gone on more recently, I just uh, think about it all the time, almost uh, as to our predicament here in in these times. And um, uh, I, I know many people are doing that. Also, it's a it's a big deal now, and so some some grounding in our founding documents and the philosophy of the people that um, put that all together and better understanding of what things were like then uh, and how extraordinary it is that they were able to pull this off and how, uh, how it has lasted all these many years. Um, and um, uh, may, it, may it last as many as it's already lasted ten times over, I hope. Indeed so. Um, well, you've been creative, yeah. Steve. You, you've brought a whole, as we've heard from your songs you've sung already, you bring kind of a lighthearted touch, but there's a lot of depth to them as well. Uh, one of them was uh, It's Lonesome at the Top. If you'll remember this, uh, this was your your song. Uh, Benjamin Franklin, while he's watching uh, George Washington and Governor Morris talk, just comes in with these, and I'll just read some some. Uh, some of these lyrics, because they're, they're really just really in there, and they're a few plays on words, kind of like my lexophiles, but uh, here's Ben observing George Washington and Governor Morris. By George, I'm curious, George, is it lonesome, George, at the top? From those Indian wars on to Valley Forge, we know you've been through, George, quite a lot. I know you must been yearning, now that the war's been won, to get back down to Mount Vernon, maybe get a little yard work done. Spend a little time with Martha, maybe cozy up by the fire. Put your feet up on the hearth, huh? Maybe think about when to retire. But just about then, your reverie ends when someone comes knocking on your door, clock, knock. Just one more time, we need you, George, so you saddle up one more time. So then you come through all of this, and the play on words of, of George, uh, you're a big man, George, taller than one of those trees, and such a manly man. So now it ends with, uh, let George do it, but now I don't mean to say you should eschew it, back away, slow down, or even stop, but you really are the only one who can do it, but I know by George, it's lonesome, George, it's lonesome at the top. So that, again, is throwing a little bit of honest humor, but also accurate uh, observations there. But uh, I can also say, Steve, that and you helped with this enormously. Uh, this was a song that we wrote to take into account the or hold responsible for these delegates because they did numbers of things and, and reality came into it. But of course, they countenanced or allowed slavery to go forward. They understood that it's either if you don't allow slavery, you will not have all 13 uh, states joining the the, uh, the union. But uh, so we, we bring them into account. And it's the song, What About Me? 
which uh, I think is really one of, it came out, one of the best Broadway-type songs I've ever heard. So it begins, of course, with the delegates bragging about what a great country we have with liberty and the ability to keep the crop we've grown. And then a slave comes out and says, well, well what about me? And, uh, you know, you've built, you've built the mansions on my backs, but, uh, but what about me? And then a woman, Abigail Adams probably, comes out, well, wait a minute, cleaning, cooking, and sewing, what do we have to rejoice? We don't get an education. We can't, we can't uh, travel. You know, what about me? And then you have a Native American saying, well, you know, look, we invited you onto our, into our lands, and then you just leave us with just the crumbs. Uh, your heritage, you are, you are despoiling. What about me? And it ends with a in effect, a blacksmith as a middle class saying, well, you know, come on, we, we fought and died for slate for uh, freedom too. Why, but we can't own any property. What about me? And I, we wrote all of this. And then I turned to you, Steve Lawless and said, look, I want a way to make this great, to merge all of these voices together, the five, the delegates, as well as the slave, the native American, the woman and the blacksmith. And I said, make it great. And by thunder, Steve Lawless, you did. You merged them all beautifully together. So this is kind of an advertisement for you, your creativity, as well as our convention, The Birth of America. But uh, it was just well done. So take another bow, Steve. You, you really brought this on beautifully. And people, once we get this staged, I'm sure will agree. So the bow is all yours. Thank you, Steve. Thank you so much, Jim. I uh, and, you, you assigned that to me. I'd never done anything like that. And... Uh, um, I really didn't think I could do it, but I I went up to visit my uh, sister up in Seattle, and I was up there for several weeks and kind of uh, with a chance to decompress from my normal life. And lo and behold, during the, during that period of time, um, this uh, sort of came together, and I'm glad you're happy with it. Um, at um, I've never had a chance to really hear it. Um, uh, fully done, uh, and w- wouldn't and won't until the thing was actually staged, you know, with or- orchestrations and all. Uh, but I, I think it'd be a good song. I, I do think. Well, that. we have it, Steve. We have a CD. Do you not have it? Because I've heard it. Well, you know, I, I have it, but that was, you know, th- there's a real difference between the way that was that was recorded. It was good people and good good voices and all that sort of thing, but. Um, on stage live, oh, um, I, I there's it's going to be it's going to be uh, orders of magnitude better than yeah, Jim. It really uh, I literally dream uh, of this. So so we did this. We went through the entire convention. We had the vote taken. We eventually then uh, uh, Ben Franklin uh, for our. Uh, finale said, well, I've seen from throughout this session that uh, George Washington was sitting in a chair and on the back of the chair there was a sun and I couldn't tell whether the sun was rising or the sun was setting but in effect uh, the finale is the sun is rising and we bring us up to date through various music around our country and then the curtain comes and people take their bows with the curtain calls and the rest and then Steve you came out with this totally totally you, you came out with an encore and I'd like you to see sing it with me. Uh, we can't accompany it because if we sing together, we, we can't hear the accompaniment. But uh, it's it's called You Are the We, and you have to set the stage, uh, the 
curtain comes up after people think the show is over and Ben Franklin comes out. And of course, he's been our moderator throughout and he motions George Washington out and says, well, well, George, uh, you think throughout this that there have been people kind of eavesdropping on us out here? George says, well, you know, drop your eaves. That's got to hurt. But uh, well, yeah, uh, stage manager, a little more candle power. Whoa, look, oh, there are people out in the, there's an audience here. And he leans down to somebody in the front row saying, what year is this? Oh, it's the year 2020. Well, well, George, look at them. Well, yeah, George says their teeth are so much better. Yes, and and uh, Ben says, yeah, and their their uh, eyeglasses are much better too. But but George, is there anything that you'd like to tell our descendants? I mean, we are something like 240 years later. Anything you would like to tell them? And Steve, sing this with me because it's your lyrics, but I'm going to sing it along with you. You you remember the lyrics? Well, actually, I have them here in front of me, so I'm not going to fumble okay. this one so bad, I don't well, think. Well, all right. <laughs> so let's do this. They say you like to call us founding fathers. Sing with me, Steve. Our portraits okay, are still in. Okay, you got to find your keys. Okay. Yeah, don't, don't, don't play it, though. Just We'll sing it a cappella. Yeah, no, I've, I've got to get in the same key with you, though. Okay. All right. They, they, they say, say you like, you to, like call to call us founding, founding fathers. fathers. Our portraits are still in, are your, still history in your history books. For that, we'd, that like, we'd to say, like to say you were deeply honored. We're deeply honored. And, and glad, glad to see you. Okay, I think we Start can only do it one of them. So you, you sing it, Steve, and I'll just listen. Start All right. Um, I, I've got to get in a better key for myself, though, J- uh, Jim. If you don't mind, I'm going to be up higher. Go ahead. Then you can play okay. it, too. Go ahead. They say you like to call us founding fathers. Our pictures are still in your history books. For that, we'd like to say we're deeply honored and glad to see the artist captured our good looks. Now, if we're the fathers, you're our sons and daughters with some greats and grands appended, that's for sure. And though we never met you, we knew you'd be coming along someday. And so we wrote this Constitution to keep you safe and strong the American way. Keep it alive, help it to thrive, then pass it along again. But open your eyes, you now have to be wise, you have to be strong, and then teach your children well, maybe even tell them of your founding fathers and how their sons and daughters carried it through a hundred or two perilous years to hand it to you. So now you, you are the people. It's you who are the we. So be sure Brook no confusion, this belongs to you and me. You, you are the people, it's you who are the we, it's yours, your constitution for this land of the free. Carry it forward. Carry it on, protect and defend it while keeping it strong. And where there is weakness, amend if you must, but harbor no meekness, defending this trust for you. 
You are the people. It's you who are the we. It's yours, your constitution for this land of the free. Steve, thank you. Thank you for that gift. Thank you for sharing it with us. Thank you for who you are. Uh, I tell you folks, again, if you're interested in hooking up with Steve Lawless, you'll love the experience. Go to Stephen Dews, S-T-E-V-E-N, Dews is D-O-O-Z, at AOL.com. Uh, you can communicate with this wonderfully gifted man. And if you're interested in, in involving a play-by-ear piano lesson, this is the guy to do it. And he, you can just tell. So you're just a gifted fellow. Steve, I believe, and I've said this numbers of times on all rise, that the best thing that can happen to a person in life is gratification of knowing that the world is a somewhat better place here because you've walked on this earth. Uh, <laughs> supernova worked for Steve Lawless, but uh, but I'm sure that you get a lot of that just by sharing your talents, being able to entertain, be able to be creative. Just, just thank you for all of this, Steve. You're a wonderful friend and a, certainly a true patriot. Thank you. Well, Jim, I just want to thank you for having me on your program here. I uh, uh, I am just very honored to uh, be included here, and um, um, I look forward to seeing you somewhere one of these days. We're going to do this, and I'll keep working on getting our convention staged. It's just too good not to. But in the meantime, folks, you've seen libertarian values at work, uh, as we say here. If we employ those libertarian values, we will all rise together. I think that you've been rising several times with me, and at least in standing ovations for Steve Lawless and his songs and his performances. You know, okay, the sound quality may not have been as good as it might have been, but certainly worth it. So, so thank you. This is yet another type of all rise program uh no no politics well we got into a little bit of it but but not much but thank you for spending the time with us you can go back and hear this again on demand or listen to the uh the songs and the lyrics and and the message from this really gifted fellow steve lawless we've been in tune here with steve lawless so in the meantime i'll ask you to listen to us again next week we'll have another interesting guest talking about uh, issues in our world today creative creativity libertarian values and the rest so i'll i'll sign off by saying what i mean and that is life is good and why do i say that because it truly is see you next week thank you bless you and life is good thanks for listening today all rise the libertarian way with retired judge jim gray can be heard every friday at 10 a.m eastern time and 7 a.m pacific time on the voice america variety channel We know you'll want to join us again next week and tell your friends that help is on the way. Strengthen my thoughts, that help us control.